Welcome to the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast with Darren Mitchell. If you're a sales letter looking to take your leadership to a whole new level, then this is the podcast for you. We'll be exploring tips, techniques, and strategies to help you take your leadership to the exceptional level and allow you to enjoy more money, more meaning, and better sales results. G'day and welcome back. Darren Mitchell here and you're listening to another episode of the Exceptional Sales Lead Up podcast. So great to have you on this beautiful, beautiful Tuesday, the 9th of November, 2021. Here in the Macedon Ranges in Victoria, a magnificent day. Sun is shining, just a small zephyr in the uh, in the air, as in a small wind. Uh, birds are chirping, great, great day to be alive. So wherever you are in the world, I hope you're having a wonderful start to your working week. In today's episode, I wanted to talk about a topic that uh, many sales leaders tend to either gloss over or don't spend a lot of time consciously thinking about because for many of them, they think, oh, this is really, really simple or it's a little bit too woo-woo. Now, uh, we've talked a lot about on this podcast and I talk to people all the time about the fact that Sales leadership is not for everybody, and there's a huge responsibility that sits on the shoulders of sales leaders, and for some, it can be too much, and I've seen many cases where people have come into a sales leadership gig, and they've found out that it's probably not the best fit for them for various different reasons, and they end up going back to an individual contributor role. And look, there's nothing begrudging those people from doing that. It's uh, It takes a lot of I guess, uh, guts to actually work out where something is not for them uh, and kudos to, for them for doing it. But it's a bit sad because I see a lot of people who have a huge amount of potential who are sometimes thrust into the, the sales leadership role and, and many of them have been great technicians who have been tapped on the shoulder to move up into a sales leadership type position only to flounder. Uh, others, however, they tend to take to sales leadership as if a fish takes to water. So what is the difference here? Now, it, not, it can't necessarily just be talent or track record. There has to be something beneath the surface that's causing, the, I guess, some people to flounder and other people to prosper in the sales leadership role. And look, this doesn't just apply to sales leadership. This applies to any type of position, but also a non-sales leadership type role as well. Just think about what you do right now in terms of how what what's made you successful. And I guarantee... There's some of these elements we'll talk about today that have led you to be successful in your particular role, but you never necessarily started out as being successful in that role, so you grew into it. And success, in inverted commas, became uh, an evolution or became a process that wasn't necessarily a destination. So the, the key message out of today's episode is, and it might sound really simple or really simplistic, but I don't want you to miss the gravity of, of this, and that is, it all starts with you. Now, for some people, when they hear that sort of terminology, they think, wow, what a great opportunity. I can start I can start creating something because I set the benchmarks and therefore my team becomes a, a reflection of me. And I talked a lot about this in my leadership uh, training and so forth and mentoring that the team is and always will be a reflection of you, which means you've got to really grasp this concept of it all starts with you because it does literally start with you. But for many people, they often look at that and say, oh, that, that's just absolute rubbish. I can be whoever I want to be. I've been successful as an individual contributor. I've been successful, highly successful as a salesperson. So I can continue to be exactly the same in a sales leadership role. And what should happen is my team should be exactly as successful as I am if they do exactly what I did. And unfortunately, a lot of these people are sometimes the people I've referred to before that they realize that it's not necessarily for them a sales leadership gig and they find that the expectations that are placed upon them, the responsibility comes with being a sales leader is not 
what it was cracked up to be or not what they expected it to be and therefore they end up becoming a, uh, a lost a lost cause and I say that respectfully but they had they probably had a huge amount of potential to be a sales leader but they didn't stay the course because uh, they felt it a little bit more comfortable being an individual contributor at least for them they have a lot more control over their own destiny and look I don't belittle people for that but I see so many people who have the potential to be great leaders but when they're placed in that position of influence when they've got that title uh, and the responsibility that comes with that they find it really, really difficult, and they make often they make the decision to go back to being a non-leader. So um, it's unfortunate. There's a lot of people out there that have the capability, but for whatever reason, they choose to go back to being an individual contributor. And so the the key message out of today it it does literally all start with us. So the message for you is it starts with you. The message for me is it starts with me. And thankfully, one of the earliest uh, realizations for me in my sales leadership career was was exactly this that it starts with me. Now I had I was lucky that I had some good mentors and good coaches around me that made the transition from uh, individual salesperson into sales leader made the transition a little bit easier. Because I'd been working on a transition plan, I'd been working on a philosophy, uh, I'd been almost acting in a role for about 12 months to two years before I actually got the opportunity, uh, I, even though I wasn't necessarily managing people at that particular time. When I say I was acting, I was I was literally operating as an individual contributor, but all my thought processes and all the decisions I made was through the filter of how would a sales leader make this decision? Who would I need to be in order to be a person who was worthy of this particular responsibility so that when I got the opportunity, I could actually make that little bit easier transition. Now, that's not to say that the transition was still challenging, very difficult, and there was many days, many weeks, and many months that I started to think to myself, why the hell did I do this? And is this all it's cracked up to be, or is this all there is? And uh, But I stayed the course, and uh, here we are today, uh, mentoring sales leaders, working with sales teams, coaching sales leaders and helping them become exceptional. So it is worth the journey if you're prepared to stay the journey. But there's a number of things we need to think about. And the first thing is it all starts with you. Now, one of the key things about this is understanding that it starts with us in terms of the example that we set. But also, and this might sound a little bit um, counterintuitive, it's also at the same time not about us, right? So it's not about me and it's not about you. So leadership is not about you, never has been and never will be. Uh, but it's all about your people. And this is where servant leadership becomes really, really important. We're looking for opportunities to help your team, to serve your team, to challenge your team, but to be there for your team. And I recorded a podcast uh, last week about the greatest gift you can give people is the gift of your attention. And, and that's all geared around being a servant leader. But in order to do that, in order to be a servant leader, you've got to understand that it all starts with you. And so this is this is often the challenge that many sales leaders face in the transition period is that they they're almost grappling with this concept, and and not I'm not going to call it an identity crisis, but often they've been so used to being the the master of their own destiny, they get into a sales leadership role, and they think that the the behaviours are just going to continue, and they'll just to be continue to be successful, and it doesn't necessarily work like that. Every now and then, you might have somebody who comes in and who just has the presence that can uh, just by their example uh, create great environments, and if you look at it a little bit deeper chances are they've probably got a good team with good qualities in these people that are more uh, prone to being successful anyway. So there's a lot more science behind this, but essentially we, as leaders, we need to recognize that it all starts with us. Now, what does this actually mean? Well, if you're thinking about it, it all starts with me, then it stands to reason that I've got to have a really good idea of who I am and what I stand for. So I've got to have a high level of emotional intelligence. Now, I've recorded a number of podcasts on EQ, 
Uh, and this is not another one necessarily, but there's an element of EQ we do have to actually touch on in relation to this, and that is building a higher level of awareness of ourselves. And this is really critical. And so when I'm teaching sales teams and, and sales leaders in relation to this, there are three core components that we need to think about around our awareness of self. There's knowing, there's being, and there's doing. And I often share with leaders in relation to uh, just helping them extract their potential and help them become exceptional in what they do. Just about all of them without exception will have a to-do list that they focus uh, feverishly on. They have these to-do lists that they do every single day and they tick them off and that feels great when you tick it off. But almost none of them have a to-be list. And this is one thing we need to get really clear on as it, as it sta- starts with ourselves is who do we need to be? So I want to talk about that as one of the key components. So the knowing, being, and doing components. So let's focus on these and think about, okay, what are some elements to this? Because once we get these down pat, uh, we understand that there are three components there for, for us to uh, really get dialed in on that will help us be the example to our team and help us uh, create an environment where our team can now see that we are setting the example and it makes it a lot easier for them to increase their levels of discretionary effort. There's a lot more clarity for them. There's a lot more certainty for many of them and therefore the level of performance can improve and it all comes down to what we do as a sales leader. So let's talk about the first one, knowing. So knowing is uh, knowing is a, it's a pretty obvious one or, or so you would think. I'm still staggered at the number of sales leaders when you ask just basic questions around knowledge that they, they look at you as if you're an alien that uh, you think, okay, we've got some work to do here around knowledge. But a lot of people, when I ask the question, is knowledge power? They say, yes, it is, knowledge is power. And I say, well, interesting, what, is, what really is knowledge? Well, knowledge is potentially something you can store that gives you some confidence, but it's not until you do something with it that it's powerful. Now, having said that, in order to be a great sales leader, we have to build up a certain level of knowledge, which means, and this is not necessarily a qualification you've got to get, so I'm not saying go out and get an MBA or whatever it is, PhDs or whatever other uh, qualification you want to get. It is about, though, acquiring constant knowledge that you can apply. So it starts with a thirst for knowledge. It's a it's an avid level of curiosity that you go into every single situation and you're looking to learn something. It's learning from mistakes. It's actually gaining knowledge in terms of it could be product knowledge, it could be strategy knowledge, it could be people knowledge. It's doing your homework and continuing to learn, knowing that you'll never ever stop learning. It's about having that level of curiosity, and with that, you'll create a feedback environment where feedback is not only expected, it's demanded both from a team's perspective, but also they're actually demanding you to provide them feedback as well. So we're constantly learning stuff. So we're never actually arriving. And really, this is linked to a growth mindset, thinking that there's always something to learn. There's always another level of performance to get to. So the knowing part is about continuing to build knowledge and capability. And if we continue to learn stuff and we've got this voracious appetite for learning, this will play out in the team as well because they will also demonstrate a level of appetite for learning as well. So there's a, there's a, lot, there's a lot of sales leaders out there who have almost arrived, and I put arrived in big exclamation marks because they think they've arrived. They think, oh, I've been in this, in this gig for five years, 10 years, 15 years, 20 years. I've been around the block a number of times. I know everything there is to know about this industry and everything there is to know about sales and sales leadership. Now, when you've got a leader who is believing that they, they are the font of all knowledge or they're the oracle of all knowledge and they don't need to learn anything new, guess what happens? It starts to rub off on their team. The team is a reflection of the leader. Therefore, the team believes they don't need to learn anything new because they know everything there is to know. What tends to happen then is performance starts to drop and often it will drop off the face of a cliff. So the first key pillar is knowing. 
knowing that knowledge is not just powerful when you acquire it, but knowledge is powerful when you do something with it. So having an appetite and an, and an attitude of, I'm going to constantly look for new opportunities to learn new things. And so, sometimes that might be knowledge in terms of product knowledge. Other times it might just be curiosity to learn something new about a person or behaviors. It's really, really important. Uh, knowing is the first key pillar. The second one is the doing part. So when you take this knowledge, what are you going to do with it? So what servant leaders do is, yes, they continue to acquire knowledge, but what they do is they then give that knowledge away. Now, one of the best ways to embed knowledge, to embed capability, and to increase levels of capability and credibility is when you learn something new, go and teach it. Now, if you can articulate something you've just learned and you can teach it to somebody else, so it pays it forward to somebody else, not only have you just embedded that principle in yourself, but you've also paid it forward to help somebody else also make some improvements in their in their career or in their life in some cases. So what are the habits you can deliver? What sort of one-on-ones can you put in place? How are you going to create time where you can sit down and actually give the gift of your attention to your team? What sort of meetings are you going to do? What sort of uh, strategy are you going to put in place? What's your teaching method? What's your coaching and mentoring method? What are the things you're going to do on a daily basis that will build consistency, but over time will build extraordinary performance? And do simple better. Do simple better. There's too many sales leaders out there to try to, to try to do too many things. And often these things are not strategic. And often these things are not necessarily moving the dial. So get really dialed in on what are the things that I need to do as a leader that is going to move the dial. And call these your vital few. It could be four or five things that you'll just do that are uncompromising. That you'll not negotiate and you'll not, uh, you'll not allow to be superseded by other priorities. So what are the things you're going to do in order for you to be successful? Because guess what? Your team is watching your every single move. So be really clear on what the example is that you want to set and then do those things that are going to set that example. So be very, very intentional in that. And the last last pillar is the being pillar. And this is the model of excellence pillar. And this is where a lot of leaders either apply lip service or certainly don't spend enough time Doing And this is where the to-be list is really, really important. So as a sales leader, one of the best things you can do, one of the greatest investments you can make in your own development, and therefore in the development of your team, is to sit down and think about, okay, who do I need to be today? What intention do I have? Who do I need to go and see? And what do I need to bring in terms of my attitude, my approach, everything into that particular moment? So I'm 100% fully present with that particular person at that particular time. Now, this takes some thought, this takes some work, and it needs to be really clear in terms of what your standards are, but also be very crystal clear on what your values are. So when somebody asks you the question, and we talked about this yesterday, what are you known for versus what do you want to be known for? This comes down to being really crystal clear on what your values are. Now, I'm not going to be prescriptive on what those values are going to be for you because everybody will have different sets of values, but start thinking about things like Levels of curiosity or trust, integrity, honesty, whatever that, whatever it is for you, whatever is important to you, get really, really dialed in on that because that'll help you be the person you need to be in the situation you find yourself in every single day. So to summarize that, it's be the model of excellence because it's not so much what you're going to be saying to your team, it's going to be the example you set by not saying things and just by your action that will speak so loudly to your team. And this is why it all starts with you because your team is watching your every move they're listening to every single thing you say and they're making deductions from that because remember they're always asking does this person care about me can they help me and can i trust them so there are three key pillars of self-awareness that uh, that we need to do a lot more work on now and when i say we i'm, I'm talking about myself as well so con- constantly a work in progress but i can guarantee that if you get focused in on the knowing, the being, and the doing component of self-awareness and recognize that it all starts with us, 
and we dial in on that and really apply some attention to it, some amazing, amazing things can happen. So that's the key message for today. Understand that it all starts with you. Now, for some, that's going to be a bit of a revelation. Uh, for others, it's going to be, yep, that makes a lot of sense. And it just crystallizes what your own thought patterns are and continue to do exactly the same thing. So just keep focusing in on the fact that it all starts with you and some amazing stuff is going to happen. And as a reminder, if you'd like some help with this and if you'd like to work together one-on-one, I'd love to help you take your leadership to the exceptional level and do that in as little as 90 days from now. Simply go to my calendar at leadwithdarren.com. We'll pick a time that uh, suits both of us. We'll sit down and have a conversation over Zoom and we can start working together as early as this week and get you well on your way to being that exceptional sales leader ASAP. So as always, look forward to that conversation and look forward to speaking with you and sharing with you, of course, on the next episode of the Exceptional Sales Leader Podcast. All the best. Thank you for listening to the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast. I trust the information in this episode has been helpful in your journey towards becoming exceptional. And remember, please take the time to rate the show, subscribe to the show so other people can find it. But also, if I can help you, jump on my calendar, go to leadwithdarren.com and let's have a conversation about how I can help you along your journey to being exceptional.